Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Post Game Podcast. If you like business, if you like running, maybe you like Richard Branson, uh, then this will be a fun one. Uh, we had Virgin Sports CEO, that's Chief Exercise Officer, Mary Wittenberg on the podcast. You might remember her as former CEO of the New York Roadrunners. So we talked a little about her history with the New York Roadrunners. We talked about what the heck Virgin Sport is. We talked about the shape that Richard Branson and Donald Trump are in. And we talked about the upcoming event, the first USA Virgin Sport event that's going to be taking place in San Francisco later this year, October 14th and 15th. It's sort of like a fitness festival, and you can sign up at virginsport.com slash SF. So it's it's kind of new school. It's very millennial. Uh, and Richard Branson um, is really into fitness, so this is something that apparently means a significant amount to him. So Mary Wittenberg breaking all that down with us here on the Post Game Podcast. Welcome into the Post Game Podcast with Jeff Eisenband here in New York City with Virgin Sport CEO, and, and C- by CEO, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's Chief Exercise Officer, Mary Wittenberg. Uh, formerly, if that uh, name rings a bell, if you're from New York, you might know her as the former president and CEO of the New York Roadrunners. Um, but now you, Mary, you've been with Virgin Sport for two years, yes. uh, and it seems like it's finally everything that you guys have been doing is coming to fruition right now. Yes, Jeff, it's so great to be here with you, and it's great for us to be out in the world now. We were very much a startup, and so took the last couple of years to really focus on the impact we wanted to have in the world and, and what our first product would be. So it's exciting that now we're out and started. You, you talk about the product. You know, I hear Virgin Sport. I might be thinking, what is Richard Branson buying a team? Is he developing a line of sports clothing or whatnot? But it is actually exercise festivals yeah, um, that you guys are doing. It's so interesting you say that. So when we were naming the company, we gave a lot of thought to what was the right name, of course. We, our purpose is to get millions of people moving. We, we really want to help people live healthier and, and, and happier lives through sport. And we are about sport and fitness and in thoughts the name be Virgin Move. And in the end, we decided to go with sport because this is really important. Sport is out there as a word that intimidates a lot of people. And for us, sport is practically a verb. Like, we sport in life, right? We, we, we take on challenges in life. We go after our dreams in life. We stretch ourselves in life. And sport captures all that. And fitness captures a lot of it, but it's not as active a word as sport. And so what we wanted to do was really put virgin in front of sport and open up sport to everybody in a way that that, that not always, if you just say sport, people go, oh, that's not for me. If you put virgin in front of it, they might say, oh, well, that sounds kind of fun, and that's not intimidating, and I should check that out. So we went for what we think is uh, a highly aspirational word, sport, and if we do our job right, we will open up sport to a whole lot more people. Now, you're, you're based in New York. Uh, obviously, Virgin itself is based in the U.K. 
Uh, I hear sport, and I think, and many Americans might think, well, you mean sports, right? Oh, that's you mean, interesting. Because, yeah. we, you know, it, it's such a, I know when you go to the UK, they say, you know, have you been watching the sport news or, or whatnot? But so how do you have that crossover of being both a dual UK and USA brand uh, and you know, just having that mix of meeting two different markets. Well, we'd like to take the best of both worlds. So there's some great um, ways of being and talking uh, that we have as as Brits, and there are some great ways of talking and being that we have as Americans, and we like to mix it all up together. It's interesting. I hadn't even thought of, about it that way, but for us, it's as much of sport is as an active verb, um, and so that's why we went with it without the S. Well, and so, you know, talking about the actual location. So these are these are going to be fitness festivals. You have had one in Hackney. Am I correct? Um, And the next one is far from that. It will be in San Francisco. Uh, So what take me through, you know, I've read what it says on the website, but for someone that has no idea what's about to happen in San Francisco, what should they be in for? So here's the idea. So with with the purpose of of really helping the world move through sport, we wanted to start with irresistible got to be part of events that make taking on challenge fun. So we're really in the people sport business and the large scale events that the starting point are what we call these festivals of fitness. And the idea is a signature event such as a half marathon, a a 10 miler, a 10K, starting and running, very interesting cycling, but starting and running. And then we have what we call a stretch event which is going to be yoga or meditation. We have a sprint, which is a more spirited, fun event, shorter distance, less intimidating than the signature event. And then we call a strength event, which is really looking to tap into the more core fitness type events, boot camp and otherwise. So the whole idea of this is so many events are about one customer. So um, an Ironman, a marathon, it's about that participant and the challenge is so high and the bar is so high to participating that a lot of friends and family can come and cheer, but they really can't participate. On the other end of the spectrum, we have color runs and electric runs and um, fun events like that. And a lot of the more serious athletes aren't doing those. They see it as just highly social. So we came to the space and said, what is the white space? What, where is there a gap here? Because we want to complement what everyone else is already doing in the, in the space of movement and sport. So we realized, stepping back, that no one really has a weekend that all your buddies or all your family can come be part of and be active participants. So... Our ambition is to someday, it's like have the equivalent of the marathon, the color run, uh, Barry's boot camp outside, and uh, a headspace meditation session all in the same weekend. So everyone can do their active participation, then we'll wrap it in so much um, fashion, food, music, art, culture that make it just a hoot for everybody to be there. Yeah, and you can correct, you're, you're the CEO, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know, I don't know if you're looking for a CMO. CMO. <laughs> but um, the way that I see this is almost, I, I see these these fads of this, of fitness and of health right now. You know, give some free marketing to Sweetgreen outside, like something like that in New York that has tapped into this culture. You see lines at these salad places in New York, out the door, around the corner, superfoods. Um, you know, is that, could that be what a fitness festival becomes like this young fad hip thing that everyone wants to be a part of well it's interesting because the reason we're anchoring around uh running and over time cycling 
is like health, the, the mainstream areas of movement that are natural to who we are will always continue. So people are always going to run. Is there a little bit now of a lot more, is there a lot more interest now in um, high intensity boot camps? Uh, yes. Is there a lot more interest in CrossFit? Yes. Back in the day, was there a lot more fitness uh, interest in aerobics? Yes. So what we want to be set up to do is always be celebrating the, the longstanding ways of, of moving and have run or cycling, for example, be part of what we do. But absolutely, we should be jumping into whatever a fad is because that's where people are today. You know, I mean, let's, let's bring them outside and, and have that be part of the fun because if it's not happening and it's not something new and interesting, it's, it's not going to take off and appeal to people in the way that we hope to. So San Francisco, where is it? How much space are you taking up? How are you getting people involved in this? So, so excited for San Francisco. So it's October 14th and 15th. When we really looked for a place that would represent our values of inclusivity and equality, the opportunities start in front of City Hall at Civic Center and finish there for the SF Bay Half Marathon and have that be the center of our Go Fitness go fit yourself stages um, and really the center of the weekend, we, we, we seize the opportunity. So Civic Center, City Hall will be sort of home base for the whole weekend. And then Saturday, we're thrilled to debut a new event um, called the Twin Peaks Miles. And these are a series of really fun waves of straight up Twin Peaks. What I love about this is you don't have to be a runner. You don't have to be fit. Um, it is hard. It will put people on a path to fitness because if you even end up walking up Twin Peaks, it's a it's a pretty pretty good challenge. And the reward are some of the, the reward is some of the most spectacular views in all of San Francisco. So that Saturday should be tons of fun, something for everybody from the um, fancy dress wave <laughs> to the CrossFit wave, what we call the hit and run, where you're going to run a quarter mile uphill, then do planks, run a quarter mile, do push ups, a real mix of what we call run core mix run of core mix of running and core and then of course we'll have the speedy wave uh and somebody will get to be king of the king of the mountain um or queen of the mountain at the end of the day i'm not gonna lie i'm a little tired just listening <laughs> to uh to you explain all this planks and stuff like that you can that. have a beer and some wine <laughs> afterward and have um so you uh you're with new york roadrunners from uh, starting in some capacity in 1998 yeah. if i'm not mistaken um is this the first event first fitness event that you have run outside of New York City since before 1998. Yes, definitely. Um, let me think. We did, we did a small thing in, in Washington, D.C. one morning with the Morning Joe show. But uh, we helped start the Tokyo Marathon in my time. But really, in terms of putting out events, this is the first time. So are you ready to, uh, to go outside of New York for that, that, that first yeah, time? Yeah, it's been great. I always had an ambition to take our magic on the road because what the magic of New York Roadrunners is is you leverage the big exciting event the marathon to get people started the number of people who go, who are on the couch watching the marathon and say I'm going to go do that versus say I'm going to run a mile tomorrow it, it was amazing like all these people get so motivated so you take the motivating event and you inspire people to move all year round because that's where the lasting changes in people's lives so it's the same idea it's it's create this compelling event that people got to be part of and that people start to train for and then what we want to do in our case is rather than put on 50 events in a community we want to shine the light on all the ways to get fit in a local community and there are so many now from november project which is sort of boot camp and running free fitness to 
run crews and run clubs and all kinds of workout groups, paid and unpaid. And those are one of our biggest drivers is if we can connect people through an experience with us to people who are in their community day in and day out, those those people are going to get out the door and keep moving. And that's what's most important to really trying to help people live their best lives through sport. Now, being with New York Roadrunners from 1998 to 2015, you mentioned, obviously, the New York Marathon being the big event that uh, New York Road Roadrunners puts on. But I think people might not realize, I mean, there are events every month, every week. I'm, I'm trying to figure out which one to do right now. Um, we'll see. I, I'm, I'll tell you, I'm so bad about committing to th- these things in advance. Like, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to be doing that weekend in September. But I need to just do it because I'm probably not going to be doing anything better than that. So not that, it, not that it's not a, a, a great thing. But um, I need to do, I'm looking at the Bronx 10 mile right Lo- now. I'm doing it. You're doing Let's it. do it. It's um, so much fun. It has a wicked downhill finish. So okay. all you got to do is get through about mile eight and a half and the downhill will carry you as will the view of Yankee Stadium. And it's really special to run along the Grand Concourse and, and really get the Bronx vibe. It's in, right now, Yankee Stadium is an inspiring place uh, for <laughs> New Yorkers. Uh, but in terms of just the, the, the New York Roadrunners and where you saw it go from 1998 to 2015, we talk about all these, I don't want to call them satellite events, but events that aren't just the uh just the new york marathon and i've been in the the kind of the new i don't know what you'd call it the store the headquarters the new balance yeah, the sort of Center. thing and it's awesome it's amazing. i was uh i was lucky enough to be one of the media members chosen to run as part of the uh the world record recently oh the, great uh, yeah so i did my mile were you in the middle of the night or i was not in the middle of the night i was at 6 p.m i uh, was uh pre-dinner media um, get your privilege. I, yeah i but uh, again in terms of all this stuff you know, where you saw the New York Roadrunners and just the fitness culture grow, um, how did things change from the beginning to the end for you? Well, the opportunity we saw right away is um, as a runner, I know the benefits of running, right? So when I got there at the end of 1998, our events outside the marathon were about a thousand people um, at an event. And everybody was a pretty hardcore runner. And what I knew in my heart and what Fred LeBeau knew before any of us were there was that running was really something for everybody. So what was so clear is take some of the magic and fun of the marathon and bring it into a weekly event, and we could attract a lot more people. So that was really the ambition. It was opening up running to more people. And then over time, it just was by, and it's a great team there now, Peter Tatcha was our head of operations. He's now the co-CEO. He really elevated the event experience. And then we started our youth programs. And Mike Caparasa, who's now the CEO, was a huge um, part of that effort. And so the idea became just get to the schools, get to the seniors, but really start with the protagonist, I think, in the in the New York Roadrunner story, Central Park, being in there week in and week out. There's no better advertisement. And now you know the real really great thing about that is that became the catalyst to a fully five borough community focused opportunity where there are events and now free runs with the open runs every single weekend there are you know there's eight million people here um but at the end of the day that job was constricted by the boundaries of new york city do you feel that virgin sport um obviously not exactly the same but is an extension of you're doing something on a global level um, and taking some of those things you learned and putting them on a global level and maybe even creating sort of a, not New York Roadrunners Club, but a global running club in the future. Yeah, what was so exciting to me is I like to go where there's a need, right? And so now we have New York Roadrunners here and there's a great team here. Other cities don't have that. 
and the opportunity to be part of really highlighting community fitness all year round and doing great events in other communities was was really attractive. It was something that was always inside of me. And when I heard Richard wanted to do this, I just said, I, I've just got to go do that. And it's already been really fun. So in London, we have um, four in the London area, we have four really spectacular events. So next year we'll have our, our, our series of, of mm-hmm. fitness festivals with Run at Center, but introducing all kinds of fitness. And we're excited to do the same in other, other cities around the United States. Now let's, let's talk about Richard for a second. How well did you know him before 2015? I didn't know Richard personally at all. So how did you get introduced? So I got introduced, actually it was initially um, a headhunter called me about the role Another one had said to me, actually, this is an interesting story. Um, I love New York Roadrunners, right? So <laughs> I would get opportunities. I was never interested. And what happened over time, when I came out of law school, I knew, and when I grew up, I always wanted to work in sports, but I was going to be a corporate lawyer for a little while, pay off my school loans, do all that. Um, but I loved all sports. But what happened as time went on, I just have gotten so passionate about the people sports, right? So. So I really loved what I was doing, and I was always checking myself, am I learning enough? Because I wanted to always be growing professionally as well, and I always was, and there's, there's just endless things to learn and keep growing in, in the opportunity that is there at New York Roadrunners remains there. But a headhunter who was sort of a mentor to me over time had said to me six months before, I have something that you will actually listen to. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, there's a new... There's a visionary leader in the world who <laughs> wants to marry sport and entertainment and really get millions of people moving. And for whatever reason, in the back of my head, I, I, I thought, it's Virgin, it's Richard. I didn't say anything. I said, well, you know, I'm happy where I am. You know, that's it. Uh, you know, keep you posted. And a different headhunter six months later called me because the other one didn't get the job. Called me and said, he talked about this opportunity. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's kind of interesting that that was my guess of who might get in this space. So then I met Richard and I immediately was sold. He, uh, he just, can we get millions of people moving was his question. And then he said, it's your company. So, you know, go to it. And we've been at it ever since, but he's incredibly inspiring guy. He's, um, incredibly visionary, as you know, um, and really has this interesting mix of very focused too. Like he knows it matters. Like all he ever says is, is it fun? Is it going to be fun enough? Like, and this guy who's done some pretty um, adventuresome things, like flying over the Atlantic, and recently had the good fortune to go on a pretty long bike <laughs> series of bike rides with him um, when he was in the middle of a month-long sport challenge. So he goes after pretty hard, but he wraps everything in life um, in fun, and that's incredibly motivating to have somebody that focused on what really matters in the end um, as a leading voice and inspiration for us. I have a lot of follow-up questions to that. First one is, you didn't react to that thing. Is it Donald Trump? I definitely did. <laughs> My interest <laughs> I, level would have been different. <laughs> I guess there was too much of a fitness aspect <laughs> there um, until we see the president exercising. Um, but uh, you said there, you talk about Richard's fitness level. Um, and I think that people know a little bit about that, the cycling and, and whatnot. Um, he's, what, he's what, in his 60s he's now? He's 66. 66. How, what is his shape like right He's now? in really good shape. So first, what you forget, um, you might not even know, depends on when people were born, but um, that he, he literally <laughs> flew across the Atlantic <laughs> and the Pacific, or tried in the Pacific 
in a hot air balloon. Mm -hmm. That's insane, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So he's got this spirit, and I think it's about the spirit first um, for Richard, but he is really fit. He is a incredibly avid tennis player. So he plays when he's at home in Necker Island. I think he plays twice a day. So very fit in that way. Uh, I had the good fortune last year. He does a challenge every other year for a charity called Big Change in the UK that's about helping kids grow up with a... Um, growth mindset versus a fixed mindset and so they take on this extreme challenge so last year they did a month from the Matterhorn to Mount Edna by human power um, hiking cycling swimming <laughs> running and uh, Richard has an indomitable spirit and he just gets it done so in cycling he'd be these be 100 mile rides a day he'd be the first one out the door and he might be the last one in the door but he was out there and made it fun and just worked and worked and worked and worked. So he is in incredibly good shape. And I think it's part of what makes him so young. So uh, what took him so long to do this? To do Verdant Sport? Yeah. That is such a good question. Um, I'll have to ask. <laughs> Luck lucky for me, he didn't do it earlier. Um, <laughs> He's been very involved in Virgin Active for a long time, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. gym. He created mm -hmm. it when Nelson Mandela asked him, I guess now 20 years ago, to help create jobs in South Africa. He went to South Africa. and they that's, an, that's an ask most people don't get. Yeah, exactly. But. They decided to create Virgin Active, the mm -hmm. gym, and it's a, now a massive gym um, that's created a lot of access to fitness for people in South Africa. And now it's big in the UK and Italy. So he's had that Virgin Pulse is a B2B company that focuses on, health, focuses on health and wellness and works with a lot of companies throughout the US and now the UK. So that's been around for 10 plus years. And then through other Virgin companies like Virgin Media, the bank in London, they've sponsored the London Marathon and they've sponsored other events. Um, and of course now he's got Formula E as well, which I think right. is fascinating. Um, so he's, the fit, sport and wellness and fitness pillar of the Virgin Companies has been growing for some time. And, I, you know, Richard was in the middle of the Cape Argus, a big bike ride, which is kind of one of the ultimate people sports and, and events. And Freddie Andrews, his son-in-law, pitched him on that day and said, Richard, we, we should be doing this. And, and Richard said, yes, like, why aren't, let's, let's go do it. We should be bringing this to the people everywhere. So... I think it's been a journey, and lucky for me, the timing is such that we're getting started now. Yeah, my hypothesis would just be, I guess, that fitness is cooler now than it was oh, once upon a time. Oh, that's interesting. You know, it used to be like, really? You're going to try to make us run? Now it's like, running is the cool thing. Yeah. Um, was he in Hackney, and will he be in San Francisco? He was in Hackney. It was great. So Hackney was our chosen starting point. It's, it's um, East London. It's very much probably like like Brooklyn and Oakland, like really great history and great neighborhoods and great up and coming um, spirit to it all. And we had great fun with Richard. He immediately walked on site. It's on this amazing festival, this field that actually where Beckham started playing football, this, these incredible pitches right across from the Olympic Stadium. And he immediately got it and, and said something I had what I want us to do eventually. Hey, can, can this be, can people camp out? Can they sleep over? I'm like, yes, it's a festival. Let's do it. Uh, he will be in San Francisco. Yes. So very oh. excited about that. I see him. He could be the guy that's like right in the front. Like I could see him <laughs> just being like, you know what? I'm going to be the pace setter today. Exactly. Everyone try to keep up with me. Exactly. Um, is he, is he going to like, is he just going to end up popping up somewhere? Are people just going to be on their run, turn to their left and Richard Branson is just in full I imagine him in like really tight running clothes or cycling clothes just running through. What's going to happen? Well, I'll tell you, that's what he would love to be, is be active. <laughs> because even on, in East London that morning, uh, we were texting and, and Freddie said to Richard, well, we're going to have you start the race and, you know, stand up and, and you know, 
do the confetti cannon. And Richard's like, what happened to the bike? What happened to the bike? Like, he wants to move. So um, you can expect to find him on the move. Uh, in, were there any other uh, big name celebrities maybe in, in London and Hackney? And could there be some names that people might know that would show up in San Francisco? There's definitely. It's a, it's a good setting for all kinds of um, celebrities, especially those who want to test themselves. Because, as you know, in the end, when you take on these challenges, it doesn't really matter um, what you do in the rest of your life. It's, it's kind of what do you have on that day to get through the challenge. And it makes it real equalizer. You're right there with everybody else. What we focused on in East London and Hackney was really the celebrities of Hackney. Mm-hmm. So in that world, like Charlie Dark is this amazing guy who created Run Dem Crew, one of the most inspiring run crews that has really opened up sport to a much greater, much more a diverse population of people. He comes from, he's a former DJ and so he was one of our celebrities among other locals that we really wanted to profile as sort of our inspirations in Hackney. So that's, we've gone more the way of the people so far because those are, you know, they're incredibly inspiring people. But we're open to inspiring celebrities to come join us with Richard. I want to see, yeah, I want to see Kevin Durant on like a bike riding yeah. through uh, through the Bay Area like for that. this. Well, you, I mean, you know this from being with New York Roadrunners, you know, you'd have so many celebrities in the marathon every year. Did you have to reach out to get them, or is this fitness one of the rare things where people are just, you know, celebrities like, that's a cool challenge, I'm just going to do it. And then you had to be like, wait, we'd like you to do some media while you're doing yeah, this too. It's You know what? The most successful have always been the people who came to us because something like a marathon or some of these challenges, it has to be real from within, right? Um, I was just talking to Asics as our partner and, uh, and Lolo Jones is one of their big stars. Yes. And I said, Lolo should push a bobsled up Twin Peaks. And and the my t- the teammate at Well, Asics going over said, hurdles. She would love that. And she while well, going over hurdles <laughs> and could get some other people to join her. But um, it, it has to be the right fit for the celebrity. So we would do some outreach, but the best came to us. So whether it was P. Diddy or Katie Holmes or um, – Caroline Wozniacki was an yes. amazing story. You, you can't do the marathon to be part of a show. You've mm-hmm. got to do it because you've got something burning inside of you that that drives you to it. And often it's a charity. Often it's a, you know, a personal story just like everybody else. So I'm a believer in reaching out and trying to get people in. But um, it's not ever about money. It's not about um, profile. I mean, sometimes it can provide that, but it's it's really come challenge yourself just like everybody else. Yeah, I, I have a I'll throw out one celebrity for you okay. because uh, if people in America, the the obviously we hear about Richard all the time. But the most recent sort of memory was him on the boat with Barack Obama. Yeah. Uh, so it has to be asked. I don't know how fit the president. I know he's been off cigarettes for a while now, yeah. so he's ready to go. Uh, the former president. Uh, is are Richard and him close enough that he could end up in San Francisco? Well, I think the former president and first lady are incredible models for all of us on the Obviously benefits. the first lady in terms of fitness. Exactly, of active, being active movers in, in life. Uh, so, yeah, I'll hope that can happen someday <laughs> for sure. Uh, if you haven't thought about that, and I just planted that in your head, I do expect credit for this. I think we should do some, um, <laughs> you know, water sports can be in our future, too. So let's let's reenact that video, which was pretty c- cool. 
cool. Man. Yes, that uh, well, we we saw it was more of like a paparazzi sort of video, so we need to see that up close. Um, anything just uh, in terms of the entire Virgin Sport experience, what people should expect. Um, any other message that I, that I've missed that you want to get out there before October 14th? Oh, thanks so much. We just want to be part of helping people live the best lives they can and really believe that sport is for everybody. So come join us and we'll make sure you have so much fun that you want to keep going. And also know that I think it's really important that the local side of these events and the local culture really comes to life because that's what will keep bringing people back over and over again. And I'm really excited about that opportunity too. So San Francisco should be a lot of fun. Stopping by the post game podcast, chief exercise officer of Virgin Sport, Virgin Sport, not sports, <laughs> Mary Wittenberg. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Jeff. Thanks for listening. Remember to follow the post game at the post game on Facebook and Twitter at the underscore post underscore game on Instagram. And you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Jeff Eisenbahn.